Hi, this is the sixth podcast in the knowledge series on Lord of the Flies for English Literature GCSE. This episode is about the Littlands. Remember, you can make your own notes to go along with this to help you remember the key things that you need to know about this text. Golding treats the Littlands as a homogenous group. This means that they all show the same characteristics and are treated as indistinguishable from one another. Therefore, we can see them as representative of the populace. In other words, the Littlands behave like most people in society in response to leadership. If Jack and Ralph, and to a lesser extent Piggy, Roger and Simon, are the significant individuals, then the Littlands are there to represent everyone else. Golding uses them to make some important observations about how the majority of human beings behave in particular situations. Most significantly, Golding uses the Littlands to show how powerful leaders, even tyrannical evil ones like Jack, can create huge followings. More than that, the Littlands actually give Jack power, like a populace gives its leader power. Jack would be nothing without his tribe. As well as telling us something about leadership, this should also tell us something about innocence. We might expect a group of little children to be innocent, that is what they would have been like in a Victorian stranded on a desert island novel, but Golding's little ones are certainly not innocent by the end of the novel. In the final chapter, the little ones join Jack and Roger in hunting Ralph and run onto the beach where the naval officer is waiting. With painted faces and wild hair and carrying sticks, they have become as savage as Jack and Roger have. I think there are three key knowledge points that you can learn to be able to articulate Golding's use of the little ends, leading up to the most important interpretative point to do with innocence, childhood and human nature. We'll look at each event in turn before we arrive at the interpretation. The question we're really answering is, how do the little ends go from being lost schoolboys to being members of a tribe hunting Ralph? The first event that you need to know about to be able to answer that question comes early in the text. In chapter 2, urged by his other young friends, the little one with the birthmark first brings up the question of the beastie, which he also calls the snake thing. What, he wants to know, is Ralph going to do about it? The reason you need to know about this moment is because it is the little ones who introduce the idea of fear. Because they are afraid, the boys begin to think that this might not be a good island after all. Later, the little ends suggest that the beast might not live on the island at all but come out of the sea. This is terrifying because it means it's something that the boys cannot control. At night, the little ends scream because of the nightmares they have. Golding uses the little ends in this way because he's exploring the idea of the power of fear. It's appropriate for little children to be the character tool through which he does this because we know that little children are typically easily afraid. The boys' fear is a huge contributing factor in the decline of their civilization, and Golding chooses to use the character of the little ones as a way of demonstrating what fear does to people in groups. They feed off one another's fears and behave in ways that they think will protect them rather than making rational decisions like Piggy wants them to, or pragmatic decisions about rescue like Ralph endorses, or kind decisions like Simon. Fear causes them to be irrational and unkind, which leads us to the second event that you need to know about when writing about the little ends. 
This second event is, of course, the death of Simon. When Simon runs from the forest to interrupt the tribal dance, trying to explain about the real beast, the parachutist, he's torn apart by the dancers. We've explored this passage before, and it's significant because the more likeable characters, Ralph and Piggy, are also involved in this murder. But it's also really important that Golding talks about the crowd killing Simon, who they see at this moment as the beast. It isn't just the biggins, Jack and Roger and Ralph and Piggy, who commit the atrocity. It's those innocent-looking schoolboys who were afraid of the beastie in Chapter 2. And Golding uses this large, homogenous group to create the impression that anyone, any age, any class, no matter how good they might seem, is capable of great evil in the wrong circumstances. Why is this group of little ones able to tear apart another boy with their bare hands and teeth? I think it is at least in part because of their fear, which has made them into irrational savages, behaving through instinct rather than through thought or conscious decision. It's also because, owing to their fear, they have attached themselves to the strongest person, the one they think is most likely to protect them, Jack. Initially, the little ones see Ralph as their surrogate grown-up, because he has the conch and he seems to be the one instigating order and safety. However, as the text continues, it becomes Jack, with his powerful rhetoric and his engaging ideas about fighting and hunting, to whom their loyalties shift. The little ones join Jack's tribe, even though he is abusive and violent. Why? Perhaps because they're afraid of him? Perhaps because he offers escapism, he talks about playing rather than working at seeking rescue? Or perhaps because his physical strength offers them protection, even if they simultaneously fear him? This leads us to a third point, which we've already mentioned, the little ones involvement in the hunting of Ralph. I don't think we're supposed to understand that they're just acting on orders here. Instead, I think we're meant to get the impression that they are enjoying the hunt. They like making the tribal sounds and are enjoying the game of hunting. By the end of the novel, Golding has more than ever explored the idea that the little ones lose their identity through their experience on the island. Percival Madison cannot remember his own name, let alone his address, to recite to the naval officer. The introduction of fear, through to the killing of Simon, the joining of the tribe, and finally the hunt for Ralph, has all been a process of dehumanisation, as the little ones descend into their naturally savage state. They are able to do this because it is legitimised, firstly by the removal of enforced social rules and norms, and secondly by the brutal leadership of Jack. What then is Golding's purpose, ultimately, in this portrayal of the little ones? I think to best answer this, we need to look at the context in which he was writing. As a teacher, he's keen to debunk the myth that schoolboys are innocent creatures. But it's much more than that. As we've said before, Golding had lived through the Second World War and was horrified not just by the atrocities committed by Hitler, but at the atrocities that happened on both sides at all levels. War, he saw, was not just about one or two really evil people doing really evil things. It actually created a world in which all people, even those who had seen themselves as good or innocent, committed acts of destruction, violence and evil. This is what the little ones symbolise. Even those the world might see as innocent are at heart capable of murder. How do they get there? 
through fear, through group mentality, through the removal of law and civilization, and through the example of dictatorial leadership.